This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. After a long holiday weekend, uh, how we feeling, Sticks? How we? Uh, uh, I mean, it's just another weekend for yeah, me. You just, know. Uh, I was here yeah, all for me Friday, too. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Me, Berto, we were here. Yeah, you know, uh, the the the, the big timers. They were they were you know doing other things, Berto, while we was here. You know, holding I, things down. I mean, know? listen, uh, you know, I just uh, radio, you know, got put on hold for a little bit. Sports radio. Oh, I didn't get put on. That. It didn't get put on hold. Uh, it was just that you know the big guns was was chilling. You know, they were drinking eggnog and you I know, mean, hanging out and telling stories. Listen, and, you know, it had to happen. I know to tell yeah. you. I mean, yeah. uh, it made just, me uh, think of Dumb and Dumber, like when you know when Jim Carrey was telling his story and and you know was. <laughs> Putting a candle, you know, in the story. <laughs> by, by the way, you know, I've never seen that movie. Come on, man. I swear to God, I've never seen Dumb and Dumber. The ever. original. The original. Okay. I've never seen it. And it's one of those I ones. Wouldn't, we, I, that's a guilty confession. I, I, I'm i not going to judge you. I mean, listen. I, I'm not going to judge you on that. You know, but, you know, when I'm in the lab watching the All-22s on, uh, you know, teams around the league. Nobody like can judge that, you just, for not yeah, seeing exactly. Because you, you, you know. place your priorities and your attention elsewhere. Yeah, you know, just all I, things I that really time. matter. Not, yeah. Not, yeah, like okay. the like the All-22s and uh, yeah. breaking things down. I heard down. you say the All-22s. Uh, it's, uh, it's just fun because it's made available now to people, I believe, on NFL.com. Oh, so now okay. everybody thinks because they have access to it, they know what they're looking at, and you don't. All oh. right. There, there's a reason guys like me do sports radio because we have no idea what the hell we're talking about when it comes to X's and O's. Let's just call it what it is, but everybody's got too big of an ego to just uh, call themselves out like it. I don't, LeVar. I don't. I'll call myself out. I'm not going to make myself look like a horse's ass on the air and try and talk football and X's and O's. Oh. I'll say this. I can't count. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys put a beating on the Washington Ugh. football team last night. That was if a rough you one. can count, you might have lost count on that score. <laughs> Just uh, you ain't got enough fingers for for that <laughs> game last night. Yeah, it was uh, that was a rough one. Uh, and uh, Dallas. And here's the best part. Uh, you know how this how this goes from uh, covering the NFC East, playing in the NFC East. When Dallas wins like that. They're the best team in the league. The hype is is uh, overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be the talk of the town in Dallas and around the NFL and on sports talk radio shows. They look good. I mean, it felt like maybe one of the more complete games we've seen from them all season long. But I just don't know with how they're so up and down, whether or not I look at Dallas and, and have any different opinion. They won the division. Not a surprise. Not The division's been you know a, pretty much a disaster over the past couple of years. I just don't come away from last Last night thinking, man, this is the team that's got a real opportunity in the NFC. I just don't. Oh, I, I, I will say this. In watching that game, I, I, I think there's a little bit of, of a few things going on. One, you're seeing a team get healthy at the right time. They have everybody, everybody back. Uh, you're looking at a a team that has confidence and that actually has balance. So they're good on offense. They're good on defense. And and they're not doing anything to to hurt themselves on special teams. So when you see them put together a complete game like they did last evening where they I mean, let's be clear here. Their starters were pretty much doing reserve duty. <laughs> All through the third quarter and like fourth a quarter, preseason game. It looked the way they were platooning in on like third downs and stuff. It was it was a 
a statement game because this Washington team, they're not they're they're bad, but they're they're really not as bad as it appears that they are. No, so so it's kind of one of those. I always say Washington, they're trap games. They're, that would have been a trap game for Dallas. Like, oh, they're surging. You know, they have 10 wins, da-da-da, this, that, and the other. But Washington can sneak up on you. That just was not the case. They were never in that game. They never had a chance. They were toying with Washington at one point. I mean, just the plays they were calling, the the way – the confidence in executing play actions. You know, we saw the fight take place, the the little kerfuffle take place on the sideline, Jonas. I mean, in in reality, you know, I know John Allen. John Allen's a fine man. I'm sure Payne is as well. I've never met him. But my whole thing is there's no reason to fight on the sidelines if you're getting your ass kicked in between the lines. Like, it's weird. It's like, when you see a boxing match and a boxer is beating the hell out of another boxer and the boxer that's getting his ass whipped, like when the, when the bell rings, it's like, come on, man. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, don't make like, and then, and then the referee has to hold him back. And then he goes to, he's walking to his corner all upset and then he's all animated. Like, no, no, no. You had minutes prior to this (laughs) moment. The previous three minutes were the opportunity. You had minutes (laughs) prior to this moment. All right, of break and intermission for you to show how tough you really are. See, the problem was if you're watching that game, that Dallas offensive front was pushing them dudes yeah. all over the place. And Washington, and you know this, has one of the scarier fronts in the NFL. They, they they are loaded top to bottom. And obviously Chase Young being out hurts. But sure. man, last year. But you they, still got a oh, whole bunch a of guys ton. left. There's a ton of first-round picks on that front seven. Yeah, and they got pushed around. And, and, and it was frustrating. I'm sure they were frustrated. Now, what, what came to mind to make you – point your finger in another grown man's head the way that pain did I have no idea um I'm not going to say you know everybody's saying oh they should have been more professional this that and the other amen I think John Allen was well within his rights to to let one rock totally agree I mean you let that thing rock and roll because first off you're not going to be like there's there's I'm a man first I'm a man first and you you point your head like you point your finger into my head like ah nah that ain't that not not a grown man like you're looking at what you have to do out there on the football field as a player as a as a D lineman you're in the trenches so you are hand to hand combat your your job is all about violence right and how do you handle the the physicality of the violence that's in front of you every single play so you're not going to be in the midst of a game and point your finger in a man's head that has to do that as his job description and not think that he's not going to have a reflex to it. It's also the fact that he got up, looked down on him, put his finger at him, and then put it in his face, like put, poked him. Put it in his yeah. head. Like, put the finger in his head. I, I mean, I, I don't know how Jonathan Allen missed the punch. I, I don't know how. I know we were talking I don't think he wanted to land it. I honestly don't think – I don't think he wanted – because he scuffed him. Yeah. If you saw the side yeah. of his face, his face was – he had a yeah. scuff. He scuffed him, but I don't think he wanted 
if you know John Allen, I think you would know. He he. I don't think he wanted to land the punch. I think he threw it. I think he would have been shocked if he landed the punch versus just throwing like like, hey man, like get out of my face, like type thing. Like he wasn't trying to land that punch. And it's just in the heat of the moment. To your to your point, when you're talking about big dudes who are used to having their way with people on the on the front line and used to you know, Bruh, they weren't going to hold the. They didn't really want that smoke with one another. No. Nobody's going to hold them two dudes back but, from doing what they except for the Dallas offensive line. If you were if you were playing a game, yeah, exactly. If you were, yeah, they should have called hey, Zach y'all Martin. Stop. Hey, uh, Zach, hey, get over hey, here. Hey, y'all stop. <laughs> hey, y'all cut. hey, Zach Martin, get over here and break this up, please. Y'all, y'all cut this out now. Y'all behave on this sideline. <laughs> but like, when you, if you were in a game and you were getting annihilated on national TV like that, and you were getting pushed around and manhandled, and you're sitting on the bench, everybody knows you're getting worn out. You can't can't do anything about it. You're known to be a physical front seven, big dudes, first round draft picks, and you're getting dominated like that. And a teammate puts his finger in your head on the sideline. You would have lost your mind. But you wanted the dudes getting pushed around. Yes. You putting your finger in my head are one of the dudes that's getting pushed around. So you're going to take, you're going to take umbrage or have issue with me on this sideline. Why don't you take keep that same energy up when you you get that double team and they climb into the second <laughs> level and hit hitting the linebacker because they didn't already walled you off. And also, I I do believe, and and this you know might be a little bit of a conspiracy theory, uh, but but you tell me if I'm if I'm wrong here. Did you notice how? Uh, Duran Payne, when they showed him, he was shaking on the sidelines. Yeah. He was really playing it up like, oh, my God, you better. First yeah. of all, I, I don't believe at that point he was that upset. I think he was embarrassed because they showed it on the big screen in the yeah. stadium, him getting punched. Yeah. And and I think I, I think, think it was both. Yeah, I think I think he I was, think really he was embarrassed. embarrassed. He yeah. definitely was embarrassed. And so he was playing it off like he was so angry and he no, was No, he shaking. was angry, though. He was. I Totally. He was still he was probably still angry because. You almost got your face knocked yeah. off and, on national television. And he, he he threw a punch, and there was no re- retaliation punch to where yeah. if that would have landed clean, who the hell knows what happened? But oh, but it man, clipped, man. And and I think it I think it shook him but a little you bit. Saw the, you saw he felt that he felt what that that <laughs> Nick felt like on like. Yeah, have you ever had had, had a, a bear throw a punch at you or a, a, a silverback? He felt what it what what a wild energy coming towards your face felt like in that moment. Yeah, and and I just I look at it and you could see him showing it them showing it up on the big screen and at the Jerry. Dome. I've never been there, but I hear you know the screen is huge and I've you can see been. it. But I think that when they showed it on the big screen, it was well played by whoever was running the show there in in the stadium, whether they were just taking the NBC feed or not, to be replaying that over and over again. Him getting punched in the face. Yeah. I think he was embarrassed and he was really playing it off. The the whole shaking when he was by himself. I mean, come see, on, man. I, I thought the sake. first thing I thought when I saw the shaking was. One, he definitely was upset. Like that's one. He's all. He's definitely irate. Then, secondly, I think that he did become embarrassed by it. And then, thirdly, it's like, oh, f. 
<laughs> what is the what is the repercussion of this yeah. going to be? It's like uh, let me try to like show that I was really upset because I might be able to talk my way out of how hefty this fine uh, is going to be. And, and also, uh, they you know afterwards they gave the uh, you know listen it's uh, your your brothers you fight with your brothers I mean they played in college together yeah. all that but and that's real that's real talk yeah hundred percent that's one hundred percent me and my me and my teammates I remember one time me and my one of my teammates got into we locked it up. And and it was due to uh, I, I won't even go into the details of of why, but I beat his ass. <laughs> two punches, two one punch, one punch, one push, one kick. Over. Who was the uh, Who was the teammate? It didn't matter. All right. Well, listen. Don't don't tell me who it was. Just give me his jersey. And I've number. been stole on. I mean, it's documented that Trotter stole on me. Yes, that's true. He stole on me. The the story he tells with his dumb ass isn't. That's not the the accurate story. He sucker punched me. Is what he did. Um. But I've been stole on before. So there's not always, even if you've played at the same place or your teammates, that's that doesn't necessarily mean that y'all have a brotherly love affair. Yeah. You could not I did not like Jeremiah Trotter. Jeremiah Trotter did not like me. We did not like each other. And 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 it boiled over and because of his his insecurities for how he felt about being in Washington and being on my team, he couldn't handle it. And so those moments happen. These things happen. You don't have to try to – sometimes you, you're you going to go tongue-in-cheek because that's what you're supposed to do. You're going to go tongue-in-cheek. But behind closed doors, if they don't bang with each other, they don't bang with each other. Like, that, that would not be a military secret revealed if you found out that just because they went to Alabama together that they, they're – oh, they just had a moment in time. No, they might not like each other. Yeah. You know, they might not. I mean, that's just that's the, that's just the the nature of the business. Sometimes. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. By the way, can I say this about Dallas? Tell me, would you be surprised at all? Even though they won three straight and everybody's all excited about the Dallas Cowboys, would you be surprised at all if they lost to Arizona or at Philly to finish the season? Because I would not. That that's why I have a hard time buying into Dallas. I think that there's they're trending in the right direction. In fact, I'll say this. You gotta give you gotta give Mike McCarthy all the credit in the world. You gotta give the Jones family all the credit in the world because you know what? They needed to do two things. One, they needed to right the ship in terms of leadership. And a lot of people were laughing and joking on on McCarthy and we saw him on Hard Knocks and some of the sound bites that came from Hard Knocks and the different things that he said and people were joking and laughing and da-da-da and is this too big for Mike McCarthy? Can he handle this? And so many different narratives that were, were emerging – but none were really positive, except for a few, about Mike McCarthy and his opportunity with Dallas. Yeah. They bring in Dan Quinn. I don't want to be the I told you so person, but I did tell y'all so way back before the season even got going. He was the MVP of this team. He was going to be – he was my preseason MVP for any team. He was going to be the MVP of this team. It's gone so well. He's going to be a head coach again. Like Micah, it's, it's, Micah it's Parsons sad, is yeah. going to get him hired again. You're right. Because how well it's gone defensively for You're them. You're right. And I mean, it's more than Micah, but man, he's, he has become 
the center of attention. I mean, it's so amazing to see it's such a meteoric rise for him and, and his fame and popularity. So that's been pretty cool to watch take place. But the entire defense, Trayvon is playing amazing football. 11 picks, man. The defensive line, Gregory and, and DeMarcus. That, that play by DeMarcus Lawrence last bro, night, that's a hell of a play. They're talking about, they were talking about how they use the judge's machines all over the field. So you could tell because defenders forget how to be offensive. Trayvon Diggs is a receiver. If people know Trayvon Diggs, as I've known Trayvon since he was in high school, and he's from the DMV, so I was still in the DMV. I remember seeing him when he was still, even even Stephon when he was in high school and even at Maryland. I, I remember them back then, and he was a receiver. So it's funny. He ends up at Alabama, ends up being a corner, and it was like, man, you know, he could do something with this. But all Trayvon Diggs is doing – is learning the tricks, the ins and outs of what these quarterbacks at the league are trying to do, and he turns into a receiver. And 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 I I just you can see how 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 easily. And if you know the Diggs family, like they work, them dudes in the off season they work. Yeah. So if if I'm if I'm Diggs, I'm. You're seeing what dudes are working on, what their movements are, what what they're thinking. He's thinking. That's how I played football. I played as a running back. I didn't play defense as a linebacker. I played as a running back. So when I'm when I'm like looking at how the play is unfolding, I'm reading it like a running back, not like a linebacker. A linebacker, it says, go hit that gap, press that gap, make sure it spills out the next gap over or make sure it has to come back inside of you. Man, I'm reading that joint like, man, they are flowing fast. This is a fast flow. I'm backside. Let me stay at home. Let me stay at home. Here it comes. Here it comes. Whack them. Right? Like, it's going to be right there. And also, because you played that position that has to give you an advantage because you know how they think. You know what 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 they're looking at and 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 what what they're looking to exploit from a defensive side of it. So you would you would know how to take advantage of that because you played both sides. And that's what it looks like for this this Dallas defense. Yeah. They're playing offensively against an offensive unit. They're not just playing defensive ball. And that's the best some of the best ones even like the Ravens the best defenses that you've ever seen in the history of the game are offensively minded units, meaning you got the dirty work dudes up front. They're going to do the dirty work. But the rest of them guys out there, even like the Tampa 2, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with, with Derek Brooks and, and, and Warren Sapp and those guys, you have the guys up front that can disrupt and do things. But then you have the all-purpose guys. Then you have the guys on the edges and and, and different things like that. And their secondary always has somebody that can get it done at the safeties position and at the cornerbacks position. This Dallas defensive unit has taken such a far step forward and what they what they represent to their team that they're actually the catalyst to this team now. It's not Dak Prescott. It's not that offense. It's not that offensive line. It's the Dallas defense. If you look at that score last night, right, you got a garbage time touchdown, but for the most part, they held them to a singular yeah. single touchdown and just dominated them all game. That allowed that allowed for that that Dallas offense to really, really just find a, a, a stride and find a comfort level. But you gotta give credit where credit is due. McCarthy 
and the Jones family made the necessary movements that they needed to make in order to give Mike McCarthy the best confidence and the best situation that he could have with this team. And you're seeing it start to play, it pay real dividends for them. And also, look, we can say, well, you know, it's easy when you got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, okay. Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. Like, I, I, like people forget that. Like the guy won a Super. And, and has Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl with any other? No, coach? no, oh, he hasn't. Okay. And and so the idea that and and there was sort of a smear job on McCarthy after he left. Everyone said, oh, you know, he just wasn't evolving, and uh, you know, he was uh, getting massages in uh, in the locker room, and uh, he had like just just the smear job. I didn't understand. They clipped him in season, and it clearly run its course. But the guy won a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. like, like people people forget that there's 30 something guys walking the face of the earth that can say i've won a super bowl as a head coach he's one of them in the history of the universe he's one of them and people just sort of dismissed it and said yeah big deal aaron Rodgers is there i just think people are dismissive of what this coaching staff is doing in dallas right who do you who do you have more faith because i was actually thinking about this last night which side of the ball do you have more faith in right now going into the postseason well here's the here's here's the problem with that question the problem with that question is, is if that offensive front stays healthy, it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for any team. Like if you look at where where Tampa Bay is currently, they are not going to be able to handle that up front. They're that, not they're not. That's why Dallas is so maddening, because they they seem like they've got all the goods to be a Super Bowl team and and they'll just lay an egg they just like for whatever reason Dak has an off game like there's just games this year where you look at and go what the hell was that I don't I don't know that they have been assembled all the way through like they are right now I, I would venture yeah. to say they have not they have not been assembled from 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 top to bottom the way they are right now like you got Amari Cooper who's sitting there like feeling a certain type of way he's not getting enough balls you got CD Lamb he, who is a bona fide playmaker and number 1 for this team you got you got Wilson you got Gallup you, you got Pollard Pollard again I know I know I know Ezekiel Elliott had a great game I know he did but he ain't the same no that Tony Pollard He's a game changer. Yeah. So both of them back there with that offensive front moving and hauling and 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 really road grading, creating space to run, it's it's it, it sets up that that play action. The teams that can run and commit to the run are the teams that are going to make deep runs in the playoffs. I say that all the time. They're finding their running attack. They're finding their offensive line dominance again. And so while I'll say it's too difficult to decide one way or the other, I mean, I did say that the defense is the catalyst. So I'll say the defense is still – I'll still say the defense is the catalyst of why this team Agreed. is playing the way that they're playing. But make no mistake about it, on offense, if they have that offensive front playing the way that they're playing, they are going to be – there might only be one, one or two teams – in the NFC that could actually really beat them moving forward. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth 
absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we mentioned the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, who uh, put on a, a hell of a performance. Yesterday, they take care of business with the Carolina Panthers. We saw the return of Antonio Brown after his suspension for the uh, fake uh, Vax card fiasco, whatever the hell that was that was going on there. Uh, now, uh, after the game, Antonio Brown was asked by uh, the media about um, their faith in him. And uh, here's how this went down. Uh, post-game yesterday, here was A.B. Terry and stood by your side and, and he brought you back. Just what did it mean for you after being here for a year to have a coach Next question. standing in your corner? Next question. We just want to talk about this game. We don't, we don't want to waste no time with you guys right in bogus. Res- respectfully, respectfully, yeah. Antonio, we haven't talked to you yet. We haven't yeah, talked to you I don't want to talk time. about that. You, got, you guys is all drama. It's all about football. We, we don't talk about Carolina. I don't want to talk to you guys. <laughs> There's Antonio Brown. Uh, now, here's... Uh, and he has the right to handle it that way. 100%. It's so Too much funny. noise right now. But, More work, less noise. Oh, but but, here, but here's, where, here's the caveat. <laughs> here's the qualifier. They have the right to get at you when they get at you. So, oh, yeah. so, so don't like you have your moment. You had a good game. You said it's about the drama. It's about this. It's about that. Like you have every right to handle that situation the way that you did. She said, respectfully, we haven't spoken to you. Yeah. You want to continue on and say, all right, y'all about the drama, this, that, and the other. And, and you want to make it. See, here's my thing. My, my whole thing is. And all of that time that you spent telling that lady, that reporter, <laughs> that this is drama and right. asked me about the game, all you could have you could have answered a question. Like it wasn't an egregious question. Like it wasn't a horrible question. It probably could have been faster too. It would have been quicker yeah. to just give a, a quick <laughs> a quick response. Like it's great to have people who believe in oh, me. Oh man. Great to have a coach that believes in me. Like is, is that did I miss the question? Let, let's hear the question one more time. Let's make sure we hear the question one more time. Coach Harry and stood by your side and, and he brought you back. Just what did it mean for you? Okay, you stop it right there. You stop it right there. Like to me, there's nothing dramatic about that. There's nothing to be offended by by that. You did something that led to you getting disciplined. <laughs> right? Yeah. So the fact that this was a debate as to whether you and chances are circumstance might be one of the only or main reasons why you're still there. Yes. Okay, circumstantial. Well, here's and and some people were got the timelines wrong on this. I heard a lot of people have these takes and and they were wrong from this standpoint. People were saying, "Well, of course you brought him back cuz you had injuries to Mike Evans and Godwin's out for the year and blood Dude, they already announced they were bringing him back before those injuries happened. Like, it, like that was announced in the game. They they discussed it and made the decision, and then the injuries happened. It was just by happenstance that it happened the same game after they announced that he was coming back. So the idea that you know this was just because they were banged up. No, they had they already made this choice. They didn't have to bring him back Agreed. even after saying that. Agreed. They could do whatever it is that they want to do. That's the the whole point of it is. Just answer the question. 
Like, oh, it, you know what? It's great to have Coach Arian support. Next question. Bam. But, but you hit it. Next question. Like, can I'm we, trying to answer <laughs> questions about Carolina. Can we, can we hear it again? I just love I love the tone. Can we hear it again? This is Antonio Brown yesterday. Coach Arian stood by your side, and, and he brought you back. Just what did it mean for you, after being here for a year, to have a coach Next question. standing in your corner? Next question. <laughs> we just want to talk about this game. We don't, we don't want to waste no time with you guys. We? Res- respectfully, respectfully, yeah. Antonio, we haven't talked to you yet. We haven't yeah, talked to you I don't want to talk time. about that. You, got, you guys is all drama. It's all about football. <laughs> you guys are talk about drama. Carolina. <laughs> I don't want right. to talk to you guys. Here, here's why I'm laughing. But, I mean, ca- kind of <laughs> in a way, isn't, isn't talking about – Coach Arians bringing you back know, and not, standing by it, you. It's not like part she, of the Carolina game. It's not like she asked him about the fake Vax card. She asked him like, "Hey, your coach showed support. Like, you how does stood that feel? By your yeah, side. Like, hey, that's awesome. Next question. My, my, shut up, Jonas. This, this is. If the, it ain't about this, I don't want to. <laughs> shut up. This is the best part. What are you asking me this for? Uh, the reason why I laugh at this is because you would think, like, if they were to ask you, all right. You, you got to place a wager. How do you believe Antonio Brown is going to behave post game uh, after he makes his return from the suspension? Ninety nine percent of people out there would say he's a probably going to be person. contrite, yeah, gracious, gracious, appreciative to be to have another second chance. Nope. Uh, and no, no, no. Doubles down on on, nope. on being an a hole. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but this like, is but these are hilarious. but these are the moments in time where you say. Why is the media so hard on him? I know. Or he'll be like, why are you guys so hard on me? Why are you not fair when it comes to me? Um, I don't know. <laughs> let like, me take a let me take a little guess at this. Like maybe it was like those times where you could have just been like, it's nice to oh, have like man. the lady was just looking for you to say, it's nice to have Coach Arian support me. That's <laughs> all she what? was looking for. That's all she was looking for. I, I, and, and now you're gonna get you're gonna get an article by that lady one day, and she is going to throw down on your ass, and you're gonna be reading that joint. Hey. You're gonna be like, why does the media hate me? Why do they not, I don't ever get a fair shake. Like, all right. Uh, let me tell you something. Right. Uh, if you grew up on WWE like I did, like LeVar did, I did. Uh, I you, like, listen, the uh, the heels were always my favorite characters. <laughs> Brother. Like, yeah. uh, uh, Ravishing Rick Rude, yeah. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, all Macho the, Man. Uh, all the bad guys. I loved all the bad guys for that reason because they could do and if you talk to anybody who's a pro wrestler yes they'll tell you being a heel being a bad guy is always more fun because you can get away with more Hollywood Hogan I'm about to say that's why Hulk went to the dark side uh, listen and so the fact that Antonio Brown pulled you know it's like Conor McGregor after he had some issues out of the octagon he comes back and they're like anything you want to say about all the stuff that went down he's like I'd like to take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody it's like Antonio Brown was like oh you think I'm going to be controlled Right. You th- you think after the performance I just put up, you're going to start asking me a question that e- that I even think threatens the conversation about a fake vax card? And he says, "F this, I'm doubling down, and I'm just going to be a J off, and I don't care who's got a problem with all it." I, I think it's that, hilarious. That's the I'm wrong. all in. I'm Antonio right. Brown, baby. Yes, heal Antonio Brown. I'm into it.
just need more of that. I mean, he came in like, <laughs> why are you so hot? Why are you come in so hot? It's so funny, I man. mean, really, you going to pop off over somebody asking about support? <laughs> she, she did nothing support wrong. Support from a coach? She did nothing wrong. Didn't ask like, about if the- you. If you felt like that was like, – am I wrong for saying that I came to the conclusion now, right now, I came to the conclusion that A.D. doesn't fool with Bruce Arians. A.B. A.B. doesn't fool with Bruce Arians. Right? Think about it. She asked about support from from Coach Arians. You said, next question. I don't want to answer no questions about the coaches. Y'all come with this drama all the time. Is Is that a guilty conscience? Are you giving yourself away? Are you putting yourself out there for the masses to consume you not being contrite, you not being humble, you not being gracious about it, as basically saying, look, (laughs) I'm here to win games. If you want to talk about how I balled out today on their asses against Carolina, we can talk about that. (laughs) But don't be asking me no dramatic questions like if my coach supported Uh, me bringing me back, how do I feel about that? uh, It's just the blatant lack of self-awareness that I just think is hilarious. I'm sorry. I think it's hilarious that he that he that that he even the idea That's how he contextualized it. Yeah. Like, like this is drama. Yeah. I, how dare you ask me about <laughs> my coach supporting like, me and bringing me d- back. Dude, you know what's drama? You freezing your feet off in the Encino man chamber or whatever it was back in the day. You know what else is drama? Not paying your cooks, uh putting a hashtag on Twitter that says no more white women in 2020. Well, I, mean, that's uh, like, a big I, mean, I mean listen, you know, Racist. but uh Hey, you know, I hear hey, you, that's man. that's a tactic extreme. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Listen, I'm saying that's Shots what out to all the white women uh, yeah, out there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, right, damn okay. right. Hey, where are uh, the white women uh, at? Uh, not, not, uh, hey, not on his Twitter account. I can tell you that. Uh, uh, like, oh, I'm sure they're there. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but it's like, dude, all that's drama. A reporter asking him about his coach having faith in him after being suspended and being given a second chance, and he doesn't see that as an opportunity to at least publicly make a, a you know try an attempt to right or wrong, and he just says, "F it, I'm going 95 in a 25 Next mile question. an hour zone, and you can I'm kiss my ass." <laughs> That's great. Kiss the cream. Just a giant kiss my ass as I'm as I'm blowing through stop signs here uh, when we're trying to win a championship. By the way, here was uh, Bruce Arians was asked about uh, the performance of his wide receiver yesterday. Were you surprised at how much you got out of AB today? Not necessarily Next the catches, question. just the reps. Oh, oh, played an awful lot. No, not really. When I watched him practice this week, I knew he was in great shape. And uh, he was healthy and uh, told me, whatever you need, I'm there. Keep in mind, Bruce Arians was the guy who said I don't want him. not interested. Yeah, I don't want him. He said not interested, and, and he's got experience because he was on the Pittsburgh staff when A.B. was there, and so everybody took that as, wow, if he doesn't want anything to do with it, man, Antonio Brown's really burned bridges, but Tom Brady wanted him, and he was staying with Tom Brady. And he said he's since changed his stance on A.B., He's since changed yes. his stance. And then Antonio Brown rolls out with that gem post. That and all is that is glorious. is something to foul away. If something goes wrong, <laughs> it's like A.B. didn't, AB didn't fool with Bruce Arians at all. Well, look, you know how many – like we mentioned uh, that Terrell Owens and, and Antonio Brown's Hall of Fame candidacy we talked about earlier is going to be fascinating to see how he's judged. But it's like – 
Terrell Owens should have been a first ballot Hall of Easily. Famer. He got jobbed because people held grudges against him in the and media. The media. Yep. And it's like, I wonder how many of those media members that didn't vote for him in the first couple of years to punish him were like, hey, dude, you remember when you were doing sit-ups in the driveway? Yeah, this is why. We're trying to get, we're trying to ask you a question, and you're doing crunches in the driveway like you're Patrick Bateman off of Here, uh, here's my thing. American here's Psycho. Here's my thing. Whose driveway was he in doing those sit-ups? Was it his driveway? Yes. Yeah. Y'all came to him with that. I don't if 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 he wants to put on a show because y'all came to him, have at it. This is a post-game interview. <laughs> You're supposed to get up there I don't want and no answer drama. questions. I don't want no drama. Like you you're not <laughs> like can we be clear here? Hey, man. You are not a victim. Hey. You getting suspended was a decision that you made. Oh, that's so funny. The things that you have gone through. (laughs) Let's be clear here. The things that you have gone through are things that you have created and brought upon yourself. You are not a victim. What do you mean? Y'all trying to bring drama. You bring the drama. This brought more drama than anything he could have else said. The question was totally within bounds, and him taking this approach only brought more drama. Why not? It's a guilty Uh, conscience. Why not just take that as a moment to be like, you know what? We got a lot of adversity going on right now. I'm telling you, man. I got an opportunity to get back, get right, help our team win. Coach Arians and, and Coach Leftwich, everybody, we pulled together a dope oh. game plan to get this done. Like, I'm glad I could be a part of it. Like, done. What a done. Treat. People feel good about it. You feel good about it. Oh. Everybody feels good about it. It's just like, hilarious. You had to go to <laughs> next question. It's hilarious. How dare you ask me? Oh. How did this coach believe in me? Oh, yeah. I believe in me. Oh, oh, he's he... actually a good player. <laughs> a really good player. Oh, and he's oh, a handsome looking player, by the way. Oh, you want me to be so you want me to be apologetic? You want me to have self-awareness? Kiss my ass. I got something for you. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Jeez. I think it's just hilarious. Oh. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.